Today I'm going to give you one question to ask yourself that if you do it, you are going to see exponential growth in any area of your life. It's coming up on this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Do you ever feel like you were made for more and you just don't know what this looks like yet? My name is Jordan Ulrich and I've made it my mission to help people just like you align with your inner genius, lead a fulfilling life on your terms and facilitate true transformation from the inside out. Authentic Success is here to challenge you, inspire you, and bring you actionable strategies for stepping into the highest version of yourself from some of the world's greatest minds. You were put here with a unique purpose. It's time that we discover it and bring it to life. This is the Authentic Success Podcast. Has stress become a way too normal part of your life? And no matter what you do, you can't seem to stop it sometimes? If there's one thing that worked for me in being able to interrupt these feelings of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm, it was emotional freedom techniques. If you've never tried this before, I would highly encourage you to do so. It will absolutely blow your mind. You can grab my free stress release tapping meditation at jordanolrich.com forward slash stress. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. My name is Jordan Ulrich and if it sounds like I'm slightly congested, that's because I am. But the good news is I don't have the vid. What I do have is whatever my kids um, graciously shared with me uh, uh, over the last week. So anyways, today I'm going to share with you a very, very powerful question that if you can start to ask yourself this question, I promise you, you're going to see that this is the one thing that's either going to hold you back or it's going to propel you forward. When I was driving home the other day, I heard something that prompted this question and it was like a veil had been lifted. It was like all of a sudden I had the ability to see life in a brand new way. And I'm just going to cut right to the chase and then we're going to dive into the ins and outs and some of the intricacies of what this question entails. Okay, so this is it. And I want you to write this down unless you're driving. If you're driving, please don't write this down or you could pull over and put a note in your phone. Okay, so this is it. Am I a victim or a creator? That's it. Now let's go way deeper on this, okay? I want you to understand the difference between victim consciousness and creator consciousness. This is one of the reasons why some people are ultra successful in every single market, in every single economic season, whether it's, whether it's winter, whether it's spring, whether it's summer, whether it's fall, proverbially speaking, or, or hypothetically speaking, meaning that um, you know there are times of economic downturn, there are times of turmoil, there are times of economic upswing, but there are people that thrive no matter the circumstances. You know the people. They're happy, they're healthy, they're fit, they are financially rich, they have great relationships with their kids, with their friends, with their significant others. You look at them and you think, how do they do all these things? And then you know people that no matter what is going on, they just are always complaining about something, okay? So what's the difference between victim consciousness and creator consciousness. Well, it could be broken down very simply like this. A victim will constantly blame other people or other things outside of them 
for the way that their life is. Now, if you do this, don't beat yourself up. We're going to talk about something called learned helplessness in a moment. But if you're driving, you're hearing this, you're like, oh my God, I should shut it off. I do this and I don't want to look at the fact that I do this. No, what we're doing is we're shining a light in a dark place so that we can change it. Trust me, I have done this many, many, many times. So victim consciousness is saying that everything outside of me, my environment, the news, the economy, COVID, all these things dictate my health, my money, my stress levels, all these things. And until something outside of me changes, I have to keep living in this way. Okay? So victim consciousness typically is blaming things outside of themselves or people or circumstances for the way that their life is. They're waiting for something outside of them to change, to fix their financial situation, to pay their taxes, to fix their relationship, to take care of their health, to start eating better, to get off of Netflix, to start their business. All these things are waiting for just the right time when something outside of them is going to change in order to take ownership. But the truth of it is that that moment doesn't really come until they make this powerful decision that they are going to stop being a victim and they're going to start becoming a creator. Okay. Now, victim consciousness, typically when you're living in victim consciousness, uh, a lot of times you're thinking that this is just the way things are. Now, you can notice in people's language patterns, it's very, very easy to see what people believe about themselves and the world, what their, what their model of the world is just by the language patterns that they use and the language that they repeat. So a victim would typically say something like, such is life, you know, oh, my car broke down, but such is life, right? Or yeah, that's just the way the economy is now, or it's just hard to make money in this economy or something along those lines. That's saying that things outside of me are dictating the way that, the way that my life is, and I have reached my limit of how good things can get for me. But until, you know, when something comes along and changes outside of me, then things will get better, but I'm just going to wait this period out, okay? Now, victims typically live with a sense of powerlessness. They know what they could change in their life, and they know what they want to change in their life, but they feel powerless and helpless when it comes to changing it. So they know they aren't making the money they want, but they blame it on things outside of them. Now, I'm not being harsh right now, but what I am trying to do is open your eyes to at least look at this pattern if there are areas of your life that you run these that, that you run this consciousness, this victim mentality. Now, here's another thing too, is that you can be powerful creator in one area of your life, but you can feel like a victim in another area of your life, right? You can feel in total control and certainty of your health because you have a high level of competence and confidence, but you can feel helpless in your finances or vice versa, right? Now, yes, the victim feels a sense of powerlessness and they feel unable to change. They look at a circumstance, they think, well, this is just the way it is and there's nothing I can do about it. This would also be called living in a reactive state. In his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey talks a lot about living in a reactive or a proactive state and victim consciousness typically stems from living in a reactive state. My body is the shape that it is, my health is the way that it is, and... I'm just going to react to things in my external environment as they come along. I'm just going to take it all as it comes and continue to live with this sense of powerlessness. Now, victims typically don't want to look at their own habits, their own patterns, and their own mistakes because you know what would happen then? They'd have to take ownership for them. Now, again, 
I'm not preaching here. I'm telling you that I have run these patterns so many times in many different areas of my life. My grades in high school, they are the way they are because I'm dumb. They are this and that and this and that. My money is the way it is because of this. Now understand too that victims, typically a lot of this comes from self-image. And the one thing that's going to make the switch from victimhood to creator consciousness, which we're gonna talk about in a moment, a lot of times stems from self-love and increasing your self-image. People might think, well, I'm just hard on myself because I have to be because it's what gets me to get things done. No, you're hard on yourself because there's a deeper underlying problem. And when you're really hard on yourself, you're typically in a pattern of self-loathing. When you're in a pattern of self-loathing, you are chipping away um, and decimating your own self-confidence, right? Now, in this victim state, typically you're going to hear a lot of complaining. You're going to hear a lot of, oh, I just hate the way my money is right now. I hate the way that this is going. I don't like the way the economy is. I wish that this would change when we have a new election. Maybe things will be different, but until then or when COVID stops or this and that and the next thing, right? Constant, constant complaining. Complaining and worrying, these are things that are basically like placing an order into the universe for something that you don't want, right, to keep happening over and over and over. We're always creating with our language, right? So when we're complaining, we're perpetuating more of the same thing that we're complaining about. Victims like to gather with other victims and complain about things that victims like to complain about, okay? Oh, I, did you hear about COVID now? Oh, yeah, then this and that, and I heard this many businesses have this many problems, and oh, it's just dismal. And they get a, an addiction, an emotional rush from that complaining, and they don't want it to stop, okay? And the last thing you'll hear victims talk about is, oh, life is so stressful. Everything's so stressful. I'm so stressed, right? And again, stress and powerlessness go hand in hand. When we're really, really stressed, we feel out of control. And instead of taking ownership for, wow, I really messed this up, but I'm going to do whatever it takes to change it, it's typically the, the, the conversation is usually, yeah, I hate the way this is, and until it changes, I can't change. So again, if you run these patterns in any area of your life, don't beat yourself up. Start to look at where you can make this change because this is a very powerful change you can make in your life and it's instantaneous when you make the decision, okay? It's instantaneous when you become conscious of the unconscious and you start to notice yourself complaining and you can counsel yourself from the new self and go, hey, we used to do that, we don't do that anymore, okay? We don't complain anymore, we take ownership, we take radical responsibility for our lives. Now let's talk about creator consciousness because the greatest shift you can make in your life is from victim consciousness to creator consciousness. And creator consciousness is a state of, rather than helplessness and disempowerment, it's a state of empowerment. It might not be comfortable taking radical ownership for your life, but it is empowering and it is going to be the one thing that needs to shift in order for you to take control of your life. So creator consciousness, this is a lot of fun. I mean, this is where we want to be living from. Creators take ownership and responsibility for every area of their life. I just looked at a huge mistake that I made over the past few years in my financials. A big mistake. <laughs> uh, so big it's almost laughable. But what I realized was that 
It's nobody else's fault but mine. And the moment that I said, it's nobody else's fault but mine, I immediately felt a sense of confidence and empowerment. And the reason that I had been putting it off for so long was because I felt a sense of helplessness and it felt too overwhelming. Again, this goes back to self-image. When you have a strong self-image, very few things feel too overwhelming for you. And when you have a weak self-image, you might feel like everything is too big for you. Everything is too scary. Everything is overwhelming. So practice more on the internal shift and everything outside of you is going to start to change. Now, creators look for ways to change from the inside out. They don't look at fixing the problem. They look at fixing what's causing the problem in the first place so they never have to deal with it again. So when we look at things like money problems, and this is something I've dealt with for much of my business career, and it's a fun process peeling back the layers of understanding what are my real belief systems around money? Where have I been a victim and where have I been a creator? But let me tell you this, if, if you're living in victim land and you have consistent money problems, don't look to money to change your problems. Money is just the surface level symptom of a deeper underlying problem or a belief system that you've been running in the subconscious mind over and over and over. When you change the root of the problem, you don't have to deal with the surface level symptom. And until you do, you're gonna keep getting beating, beaten over the head over and over saying, learn this lesson, learn this lesson, please learn this lesson. Until you learn this lesson, you're gonna keep having these painful experiences. So creators look for a way to change from the inside out. They look for a way to take responsibility and then they don't look for something outside of them to change. They look at how can I facilitate the change on the inside to take radical ownership and responsibility and what are the beliefs and the habits and the thought forms that I'm perpetuating every day that are causing the problem. Don't look at the problem. Look at what's causing the problem in the first place. Then you no longer have to deal with it. Creators feel a sense of control in their ability to facilitate change. If you want to go from employee to business owner, or you want to go from business owner just starting out to your first six-figure, multi-six-figure year, you want to go from 200K to a million, well, all these things, or a million to 10 million, I mean, the sky's the limit there, right? But they feel a sense of control in their ability to facilitate change. And the internal dialogue goes from I can't, which is victim consciousness, to I can. There are things I can do to take ownership and there are, there are changes I can facilitate in my life from the inside out to make this change happen, to make my dream life a reality and I'm going to start now where I am with what I have. Whereas the, the victim might say, there's nothing I can do and until something changes outside of me, I really can't facilitate any change in this area of my life, okay? Now, the creator lives, rather than a reactive state, they live in a proactive state. They're on top of things, they are organized, they have a clear vision of what they want and how they're going to get there, knowing that they might not know all the steps, but they have a deep sense of trust and self-certainty in their ability to create, and they don't make excuses they don't make excuses. They're very, very honest with themselves saying, you know what? My energy has been low lately. And instead of looking for some magical supplement or something to change outside of me, let's look at my habits. 
Let's go what I do on a day-to-day basis, right? Whoa, I really don't have the money I want to do this thing, to furnish my house or go on a big ski trip or something. Well, how can I create it and why don't I have it already? What's at the root cause of why I don't have it already? Then they take action from a proactive state and a big vision. They're not waiting for something outside of them to change. Now, this is another big point on creator consciousness versus, versus victim consciousness is that creators love looking at their own mistakes, their own habits, and their own patterns. They love looking at areas of where can I change to have a better life for myself and those around me. I asked my daughter one time, I said, she's almost four, and I said, Haley, this is when I had, I had just moved into a new house and I had nothing in it. And I said, Haley, what would make it really fun for you to come here? What would make this house an amazing environment for you? And she said, Dad, we could have this. We should have a kitchen. We should do all these things. She listed off all these things. I wrote them down. And I started to ask myself, what could I do to make this an inviting environment? The house had nothing in it. I had just moved in. And I said, what could I do to make this an inviting environment for myself and her? What could make this very, very enjoyable? And then started to write out a plan as to what I could do to facilitate a better life for her and my son and myself, right? But I loved looking at the excuses I was making in my head. Oh, I can't afford that. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. And when you can look at these from a place of non-judgment, you just look at your beliefs and you look at where you fall short in some areas of your life and go, what can I do to change it quickly? Wow, what an empowering thing. No longer do you turn your power over to something outside of you. You say, you know what? I'm not waiting another day to, I'm not waiting another day to, to get healthier. Health is something we all have our control over, right? I'm not waiting another day to have my first 100K month. I'm not waiting another day to give my kids the life that they deserve or pick up this new hobby. A great mantra for a creator consciousness is, what about right now? <laughs> and there have been many instances in my life where I have an idea and I'll go, oh yeah, that'd be fun. And as you train your brain to ask this question, well, what about right now? And then you'll hear the story. The victim likes to say, no, not right now. That's not comfortable. Remember, your subconscious mind is always trying to protect you from the unknown. So it'll come up with reasons why you couldn't or shouldn't do things in the now. It'll say, yeah, that will be fun in a month. Then a month will come by and it'll go, that will be fun next year. Next year comes and so on and so forth. What about right now? Another example of moving into creator consciousness is taking immediate action on your ideas. I was sitting wrapping presents with my brother one night. Uh, It was the night before Christmas, December 24th, uh, in case you didn't know. (laughs) And we're sitting, we're having a great conversation. And I said, we're talking about getting outside of our comfort zone. And I said, I said, Marcus, I said, you know what I'm going to do right now? I said, you know what would be fun is every time you wrap a present, Send a voice note to somebody and wish them a Merry Christmas. But the rules of the game were they had to be somebody that you felt uncomfortable voice noting, somebody that you're holding unconscious or conscious resentment for, or somebody that you've had a falling out with in the last five years. Wow, what a crazy, crazy idea. Then my brain said, what about right now? And I felt this surge of panic in my body. And I told him, I said, you know what? Let's just start right now. I'm just going to start doing this right now. He said, you're insane. And I said, no, 
I said, I don't want to be comfortable right now. I want to get outside my comfort zone and do this. And that's exactly what I did. I just started, I, I, I basically just started voice noting people that I hadn't talked to in at least five years, people I'd had falling outs with, people that I hadn't maintained a strong, stable um, relationship or connection with, and just wish them a Merry Christmas. I did, it wasn't fake. It wasn't inauthentic. I said, hey, you know what? I'm really sorry that, that I haven't been in touch with you. You know, I'm sorry for what I said. Just wanted you to know that I, I really hope that you have a great Christmas and please get back to me anytime you want. I'm always here to talk to you. A beautiful feeling came over my body because it's teaching me I can do hard things. Okay? If you want another great practice for moving from creator to victim, or, or no, 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 that's not the direction we want to go. <laughs> we want to move from victim to creator. Okay? Start doing things that are wildly uncomfortable, and I'll give you one to start with. Start taking an ice-cold shower every single day. Now, not only does this have amazing health benefits like driving norepinephrine and dopamine way up to the scale of 530 and 250-300% to increase on both of those chemicals, which are two chemicals that we rely on to be happy, by the way. But what you're doing is you're saying, no, I'm not the victim. I'm not the person who seeks comfort every day. I'm the person that seeks discomfort. Trust me, when it's minus 20 Celsius outside in the middle of December and you step into the ice cold water, it's not fun, but it's very empowering. Now, creators are typically very self-loving. They look at their own mistakes, but they don't do it from a place of, wow, I'm such an idiot. They go from a place of, oh, what an amazing opportunity to learn. What an amazing opportunity for me to get better. I did that and I just did it because it was the best I knew how, but now I'm going to change. What resources do I need? What people do I know that can help get me there? What can I do to facilitate this change in the quickest, easiest way possible, right? They love looking at their own mistakes. They love looking at things and they treat it like a game. I love the mantra that life is a fun adventure. I got really deep into a meditation one day and I just kept repeating, life is a fun adventure. Life is a fun adventure and I get to create the adventure, right? So you look at these habits and you don't look at them like, oh, why did I do this? What am I doing? I'm so stupid. You look at it and go, wow, I've been doing that for so long. Isn't that cool? My mind has been trying to protect me with this pattern and I just... Wow, I feel a lot of compassion for myself. You know, I've taken on a lot in the last few years or the last few months and, and bit by bit I'm getting better and better and this is the thing I want to focus on next. They're very self-loving. They're very self-accepting. They have a strong self-image which is why they're willing to assume more risk because they really don't care what other people think. Okay? Now the next thing, rather than complaining, they take a lot of time to talk about the future and what they're most excited about. They're going, yeah, I know there's this economic downturn, but wow, what an amazing opportunity to educate people from their own homes. What a great opportunity the last few years have been to really start to educate people on certain areas of life, how to increase their health, you know, how to work out from home, how to increase their finances, all these things, right? How to build an online course, whatever it is, they get really excited. They say, wow, I know that we're in this season of winter right now, but think about the opportunities that are coming out and oh, I'm setting myself up for such an amazing life when we come out of, you know, wh whatever economic, you know, situation we're in right now or, or the world, you know, with, with COVID-19 and all these things, they don't look at it as, oh, as soon as this is over, my life's going to be better. But until then it sucks. No, right. They're going to say they talk with a deep sense of excitement about the future. And the last note on creator consciousness versus victim consciousness 
as a victim feels very, very stressed, creator consciousness feels a lot of relief because trust me, the one antidote for stress, the, the counteracting emotion for stress is relief, right? Relief knowing that even though you don't have everything solved in your life, you'll never have everything solved. But relief comes with going from I can't to I can, from I'm helpless to I am the one that gets to facilitate this change. From going, oh, I hope I don't run out of money to going, well, how much do I want to make this month? And how am I going to do it? So making the shift from victim consciousness to creator consciousness is one of the greatest things you'll ever do for yourself. And it doesn't happen overnight. But again, you can become conscious of the unconscious and you can start to look at the areas of your life where you have been falling short. Look at them from a place of compassion. Hey, you know what? You haven't been perfect. Nobody has. Join the club. We all have areas where we're not living up to where we want to be. But the moment that you start to take this ownership for your health, your family, your finances, your emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, you start to say, I am responsible. Now, I'm going to leave you with a mantra that a creator repeats that a victim would never say. Now, if you're familiar with EFT tapping, you can incorporate this mantra with tapping. It's a great way to get it past the neocortex into the limbic system through the brainstem, get it into your body, feel it on an emotional level. Don't just make it a conscious thought or a conscious statement. And I want you to say this, I, followed by your first name because you're addressing yourself, am radically responsible and take complete ownership for each and every area of my life. I, Jordan Ulrich, am radically responsible and take complete ownership for each and every area of my life. That is a powerful languaging pattern that shifts from, well, when something outside of me changes, things will get better, to I can start right now. If you spend too much time on your phone, stop. If you have a habit you want to kick, stop doing it. <laughs> you might say, well, I can't. It's too addicting. Well, there you go. Do you get to decide or does your old story get to decide? I'm going to leave you on that note today, and I hope that this was very powerful and inspiring in helping you facilitate success on your terms, life on your terms. That's what I call authentic success from the inside out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I look forward to seeing you next time on the Authentic Success Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. If you've made it this far, it means you are not a dabbler and that you are someone who's truly committed to making a lasting change. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating, comment, or review as it helps me bring this message to more people that need it. If you want to go a step further, this is an invitation to grab a free copy of my book, Authentic Success, at jordanulrich.com forward slash success. Keep your energy up, keep moving forward even when it's scary, and I'll see you on the next episode.